Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I'll tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk here. about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two underway here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Welcome back into the show. It's a Friday. Getting you ready to head into the, the weekend. A weekend that will include football that counts. We're going to have games that matter tomorrow. Games that will go into the, the, the history books as actual games. Stats that count. Now look, I sold you hard on that because some of these games tomorrow are really going to stink. 1.30 tomorrow on CBS Sports Network, you're going to get Oregon State at Colorado State. Look, Colorado State had years of success under Jim McElwain, the now Florida head coach, and of course, Garrett Grayson, the Saints quarterback that may be on the outs, but still, they're a proud program. Uh, then outside of that, Oregon State, they had their their many years of success there with, with Mike Riley, and of course, uh, you know, they, they gave Oregon fits. Remember, the, that Oregon-Oregon State game was always a good one, and Years ago, there was uh, one of those games, Oregon State-USC, I think on like a Thursday night Thursday night football where Oregon State upset USC during the Pete Carroll years. So, hey, tried to sell you on that one. But uh, the other one's 2 o'clock. This is the one to actually watch. At 2 o'clock, Portland State at BYU in Provo, Utah. It's probably not going to be a competitive game, but it's attractive from the fact that this is LSU's first opponent. It's BYU. We know they run a triple option. We know they've got some talent on offense and defense. We just don't know what to expect out of them. So, you know, I think a lot of LSU fans, if you're out and about or at a sports bar or you're at home just doing stuff around the house tomorrow around 2 o'clock, I think you might as well flip on ESPN and check it out and see what BYU looks like. And that's actually what some of the LSU guys are going to be doing. Um, I was reading the story from Ross Dellinger of the uh, the advocate there in Baton Rouge. And he says that uh, Christian Lockator, the senior defensive lineman at LSU, is actually going to be hosting a party Saturday afternoon. He says he will serve chips and dip and have soda available, wink, wink, soda available for uh, for his invitees, a dozen of the LSU defensive linemen. There will even be a football game on his television. He said, we're going to sit there with our notes and pens and watch the game. It's a watch party of a different kind in which LSU's defensive front will scout its season-opening opponent, BYU. The Cougars don't open their season uh, next week against LSU. Their first game is Saturday, a home game against Portland State. BYU is one of nine FBS teams playing in five games on Saturday. They have something in common. All of the home teams play in Hawaii this season, with the exception of UMass, which hosts Hawaii. Uh, Teams that play at Hawaii are allowed to play a 13th regular season game. The NCAA passed this exemption in 2010 as an incentive for teams 
to schedule games halfway across the Pacific Ocean. The extra home game is meant to combat the steep expense of trekking to play in Honolulu. BYU ends the regular season at Hawaii on November 25th. Hey, Virgil Osbury out there in Baton Rouge, can we maybe get that game on the schedule? LSU going to Hawaii? Look, from a competitive standpoint, it doesn't do much, but I would not mind being paid to go cover this team in Hawaii. Just saying. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize that's why we had all these games tomorrow is the fact that uh, all, the, all the home teams this weekend are going to play at Hawaii at some point this year with the exception of UMass, which is hosting Hawaii. Uh, and so that allows the teams to add a 13th game. So Christian Lockator says, having this watch party to watch uh, to watch BYU-Portland State, he says, we've got an advantage. We have an opportunity to watch these guys and understand what their concepts are a week before we play them. That game, again, kickoff 2 o'clock on ESPN tomorrow, about an hour after LSU's mock game on Saturday ends. So LSU will be having a uh, practice and a mock game tomorrow morning. And when they get finished with that, they'll be able to go home and watch BYU. Uh, this is Again, this is from Ross Dellinger. The D-linemen will file into Lockator's home for that watch party, already knowing a decent amount about their season-opening opponent. Tigers began, began focusing on BYU on Monday. Coach O is treating this week as a normal game week, beginning his themed practices. It started with Tell the Truth Monday, competition Tuesday, turnover Wednesday. The focus for the time... Uh, for the time during preseason practices on BYU, a historically successful program that is now an independent. What have players learned? Well, Danny Etling says they actually remind me a lot of Wisconsin. They're just solid. They do their job. They're well coached, very strong. They get in some 3-4 defenses too, and you give them some tough looks you don't see much. Etling will watch BYU play Portland State, but he doesn't know, but he, but he, uh, sorry, but he knows they won't be showing everything. Well, yeah, obviously. any Anything that they... Uh, they won't, they won't need to open up the playbook, put it that way, against Portland State. But again, it's it's a little taste of, of the guys you'll be facing. You know, if there's a guy who's a hard hitter on defense or something like that, you, and that guy stands out, you say, all right, well, that's a guy to watch next week against LSU. So regardless, just kind of thought that was a cool story uh, on uh, on LSU. Christian Lockettor having a watch party where all his teammates are going to bring notepads and pens and take notes on what to watch uh, what to take away in that game. Uh, also on the LSU front, the fellows at CBS had a conference call yesterday. Of course, Gary Danielson and uh, now Brad Nessler stepping into the booth along with, um, uh, and then their, their analyst Rick Neuheisel. All those guys were on the conference call yesterday and were asked questions about LSU. Gary Danielson says, uh, talking about uh, Ed Ogeron, he said, I think, it, I think the hire made sense for Ed Ogeron. He said, I watched the final chapter with Les Miles we all enjoyed covering and how the team lost confidence in Les's program. They stopped believing in the structure and they just didn't score enough points. Well, that's pretty obvious. Uh, he did say athletes find it hard to blame themselves since they were 12. They've been told they're the greatest in the world. Then they get to LSU and they couldn't score points, couldn't throw the ball well. They hear criticism and start to question the entire program. Ed very smartly sold his management style to go out and hire the best OC, Matt Canada, like they got the best defense coordinator, Dave Aranda, a year ago. Danielson also said LSU almost can't help but improve offensively if the Tigers, who have been dogged by offensive line woes, can stay healthy. Danielson said if they stay healthy, they could be much improved on offense. My biggest question mark is it isn't the same dominant offensive line from the last few years. Before that was a given, but I don't see that this year. So, again, it's, it's kind of what we've been saying a lot of, right? I mean, it's how – People doubting LSU and doubting Matt Canada. Okay, I, I get that you would have your uh, your reservations until we actually see this offense and how it works. But 
It's got to be better than what we've seen in recent years, right? At least a little bit. Um, pounding your head against the wall and running the ball into nine-man boxes. Got to be a little bit more creative than that. So I'm excited. We are uh, just over a week away from that first game happening. And again, barring catastrophe in Houston, barring uh, flooded streets all week long next week, I think we're going to get this one in. And look, even if there is flooding issues in Houston on, on Monday and Tuesday, you know, hopefully the system, Harvey moving in, hopefully it moves out and, and uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, LSU can get into town and, and, and practice. Again, I, I, I know that sounds petty, talking football when it's a major disaster going, you know, going on down the road from us. But um, again, crossing your fingers and hope that hope for the best that uh, nothing really bad comes of this uh, Hurricane Harvey. Uh, hitting Texas and then just gonna sit there, and um, and then they're you know they're saying there's a possibility it could you know after it starts to weaken maybe head this way, but uh, the good news there is that it would be weakened and you know we would just get uh, a good bit of rain going into next you know later next week. But again, we will see. Uh, we'll continue to track Hurricane Harvey and keep you up to date on that. Uh, I want to remind you guys, we've got Glenn Gilbo coming up at the bottom of the hour, Gannett News Service. He'll talk some LSU with us. And uh, also want to get into a little bit of the McGregor Mayweather stuff because that is happening on Saturday night as well. Again, take it for what it is. A lot of folks are saying, uh, who cares? You know, this, this, this fight is a joke. And it is having an MMA guy take on one of the best boxers in the world. But hey, it'll, it'll, it's entertainment. That's what it is. So um, one cool thing I got to do yesterday at the uh, the Texans Saints practice, talk to Treston Deku. He is a free safety for the Houston Texans. And if the name sounds familiar, it's because he's from here. He was born in Covington, went to Mandeville High, uh, or rather uh, Mandeville Lakeshore. And, um, you know, he's from here, went to Oregon State to play his college ball and is getting an opportunity in the um, – in the NFL. So, uh, Tristan Deku, a guy to watch. And, and I think he's got a chance to make the Texans final roster and, uh, good to see. Always fun to watch the, the local kids get a chance. It's more fun when they get a chance actually with the saints, like Arthur, Arthur Millette, but you know, um, always, always good to see. And, and, and Michael Motti, but always good to see the, the kid, the local kids go on and have some success at the next level. Now, when they do it against the saints, it sucks because, <laughs> You know, we see we saw that for years. You know, with Ed Reed and um, you know Marshall Falk and, and guys like that, um, Louisiana kids come back and, and, and stick it to the Saints. But uh, nonetheless, uh, rooting for Tristan Deku, and we'll see what he can do. Um, we'll see what he does in the game on Saturday against the Saints in the in the uh, in the all important preseason game number three. You know, the the dress rehearsal. This is the one where. You get everything out there. We'll actually have Drew Brees play in this game. Drew Brees will play in a preseason. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game this weekend, finally. And we'll get to see him in action against that tough Saints defensive front. 
And then next week begins, you know, we were at practice yesterday, and, and I didn't even realize it, but yesterday was basically the last practice. I mean, they're, today they go through their walkthroughs in the Superdome, and that's close to the, to the media and to, uh, to fans. And then they'll have the game Saturday, and then they go into short week mode where they will, uh, um, you know, where they are going to go into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, preparing for the short week for the Ravens. And basically all of prep week this week, is all those third and third and fourth string guys. I mean, it's all the backups in this game. And, uh, you know, look, a lot of you folks may have tickets for that game on Thursday. Tickets will be easy to come by if anyone's interested. This is the game. If you got an aunt or a cousin or somebody who just has never been to a Saints game before or can't, doesn't really get a chance to go much, this is the game to give those tickets away. Give them to the people who don't really get to go because from a football standpoint, those of us who are big football nuts and, and love the game and love love to follow the team, we're not going to be interested in this game on Thursday much because it's going to be, you know, it's the fight for that wide receiver five versus six spot. It's the fight for that, do they keep that extra linebacker? Do they keep that extra cornerback? I mean, that's what we're going to see in that game on, on Thursday night against uh, the Ravens. So, um that's the game. Give it give it to a cousin who's, you know, you got a cousin. You know, I've never been to a Saints game before. You know what, cuz? Here you go. Here's a pair of tickets. I want you to go to the game. Enjoy it. You're not going to see Drew Brees, but it'll be, uh, you know, it's a game to go take in. Now, now if you have a ticket for Saturday, you want to go to that game because, again, uh, would expect the Saints to play most of their starters at least through the first half. Same with the Texans. And then not only that, but it's, it'll be fun to watch this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure Tom Savage will play most of the first half of the Texans, but you get to see Deshaun Watson probably play a good bit in the second half. The kid who just won the national championship with, with Clemson, and um, you know, I think I think it'll be worth checking out at least to, to, from an inter- entertainment standpoint. So, all right, let's uh, grab our next time out when we come back. I want to get into a little bit of this Mayweather McGregor stuff. I'll tell you about some of the bets that are coming in on the, on that fight, and the bottom of the hour, Glenn Gilbo, Gannett News, going to join us right here on the Chris Gordy Show, Sports Twelve Eighty, New Orleans. Chris Gordy now, Duncan Holder next at 10 on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show rolls on, Sports 1280, New Orleans. On the uh, national news front, uh, looking at some NFL stuff. They say the odds are against Andrew Luck playing week one. Well, duh. Andrew Luck has been out of uh, basically the entire offseason for the Colts. And uh, their Colts reporter, Mike Wells, coming out and saying, odds are against Andrew Luck playing a week one against the Rams. Most Colts beat writers seem to agree week one is no longer a realistic option for Luck, and several national reporters suggest his absence could be even longer than that. Um, so just something to keep an eye on there, at least for those of you who play the fantasy football and things like that. Andrew Luck could, could be out some time, and it's pretty crazy that – uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's just no no updates and no reports on the latest uh, the latest with him. So we'll keep an eye on that. Again, uh, Glenn Gilbo coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some LSU stuff with him. Uh, Saints, like we mentioned yesterday, and the joint practices with the Texans. Um, you know, look, it was a, mix, a mixed bag for the Saints. Uh, early on, they were getting the defense was getting torched by Tom Savage and and they were moving the Texans were moving right down the field and then the Saints started to get you know they got a couple sacks um an interception I believe it was the uh Malik Foreman the kid from Tennessee that they just picked up uh, about a week and a half ago 
he came in and made a big play. And so, um, you know, there, there's some signs. I, I'm going to be interested in seeing a game situation on Saturday, how that secondary performs, because Tom Savage, look, Bill O'Brien runs that Bill Belichick offense almost, where it's just these short, quick passes, kind of move the chains, mixed with a run game with uh, with Lamar Miller. And it sounds like Dante Foreman, the, the kid from Texas, that they took in the third round, he's been out this week uh, with an injury, so it sounds like he may not play on Saturday. So Foreman is out. You'll see Lamar Miller, and then um, you know I think Alfred Blue, the, the LSU kid, is will be behind him. So um, something to watch there, at least from how they run their offense, because it's it's just these short, quick strikes. I mean, it, it was funny watching the two the, the contrast of the two different offenses. Savage is just you know throwing these little twelve yard passes or eight yard passes or whatever, and then on the flip side, Drew Brees is chucking it downfield. I mean, he's throwing 20, 30 yard passes downfield and trying to move the chains that way. So it's just kind of interesting to see the two different philosophies on offense and Bill O'Brien versus uh, Sean Payton in terms of play callers. But look, the Texans at least through the you know in the regular season, last time these two teams faced, remember Drew Brees had a real hard time. Uh, doing anything in that game. The Saints lost that game out in Houston. So um, these, these teams are really familiar with each other. They, they play each other in just about every preseason. So, you know, J.J. Watt, Brian Cushing, all those guys, you're kind of used to seeing them in the, in the preseason every year, and, and they're, familiar, they're familiar with Drew Brees as well. Uh, the big story out of camp yesterday that caught a lot of people's attention were the fact that not one but both of the Saints' first-round picks went down and left the field with injuries. Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchick. Now, again, this is from uh, Sean Fazan, Fox 8. He says he confirmed Marshawn Lattimore left the field feeling, uh, you know, dizziness or lightheadedness, or whatever. So, you know, it sounds like it was just maybe dehydrated or, or something like that. The heat got to him uh, on the practice field. So, I can live with that. If that was the only issue. Look, today they'll have a walkthrough in the Superdome in air condition. Saturday they will play the game in the Superdome in air condition. So shouldn't be any issues, Marshawn. If he doesn't play tomorrow or Saturday, uh, or rather doesn't doesn't take part in the uh, walkthrough and doesn't play on Saturday, then I'm going to be feeling pretty nervous about it. But right now, uh, if that's all it was, then Marshawn Lattimore better better be out there on Saturday. And uh, look, like like uh, Sean Payton always says, availability is number one with these guys, and you know especially the rookies. If you're not playing, that's an issue. Now Ramchick, we haven't heard anything yet. Hope it's hope it's a minor injury. Sean Payton did say yesterday he would expect him to play. So again, want to have both those guys out there. They're your first round picks, and you're going to be leaning on those guys a lot this this season, especially Ramchick. While while Armstead is out, Ramchick's got to solidify that left tackle spot. And then Lattimore's got to, you know, look, not having Delvin Bro, Lattimore's got to play a lot of corner, man. I mean, if you can solidify that with him and P.J. Williams, that solves a lot of your issues in the secondary. Because if you know both those guys on an island, if they can do their job, that gives you so many different options with, with blitzing guys like Vaccaro or Von Bell or – you know, the, the new kid, Marcus Williams, it gives you just a lot of different options in that secondary for, for Dennis Allen. So, uh, but Lattimore's got to go out there and prove it, man. We've just, we've seen very, very little of him. And last week he wasn't targeted much against the Chargers, and maybe that means he was doing his job. But also I saw him get tripped up and, and completely fall on his butt with Melvin Gordon 
taking a run to the outside. So just need to see more positives out of, out of Lattimore as the uh, as the season gets going here. Wide receiver spot is just going to be one. To, it's just really interesting to watch because uh, Coleman has kind of cooled down since the start of camp. Early on, he was turning heads, taking names, making every play in the book. And he's quieted down here in, in uh, the past week or so. But still, we kind of know the top four, right? Ted Ginn's been out, but you know we know he'll make the team. We know Michael Thomas is the number one guy. You still have Willie Sneed. You have Brandon Coleman. So the top four are solidified. After that, I got to think Tommy Lee Lewis is making this team. He's done nothing but made play after play after play. And even yesterday, hauled in a deep pass in the middle of the field. Um, you know, Saints are going to probably keep – those five receivers. The question just becomes Corey Fuller, who looked good early in camp and then was banged up, and now he's coming back on. You know, can Corey Fuller do enough to supplant Tommy Lee Lewis? But I feel like one of those guys, whichever one they decide not to keep between Lewis and Fuller, I feel like he's going to get picked up by another team. Both those guys have had pretty good, uh, have done pretty well through camp. So, um, I'll be interested to see where Fuller ends up if, if he's odd man out. All right, let's take our bottom of the hour break. When we come back, Glenn Gilbo, former Rumble Raider himself, is going to join the show. We'll talk some LSU stuff with him. A lot of topics to hit on as we are just over a week away from LSU taking on BYU down the road in Houston again, flooding pending, hoping that hoping for the best and, and things don't go sideways there in Houston. But, uh, again, LSU just over a week away, taking over BYU in their season opener. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Glenn Gilbo up next. We're here on the Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans. Learn what our insiders know about your home teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. Welcome back to the show. It is uh, Kenny's QS Friday here on the Chris Gordy Show. Dave spins all the uh, hottest tunes from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, as we get you set for a, a weekend that we'll actually have college football tomorrow. Some games that actually count. Games that will actually go into the record books as actual stats. And welcome, uh, we, at this point, we welcome in Glenn Gilbo to talk a little bit about LSU football. They are a week away from playing their first game of the season. That counts. Glenn Gilbo from Gannett News Service. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Glenn, how are you, sir? Good morning. How are you guys? Uh, I, I'm dreading the next few hours, Glenn, because I'm thinking <laughs> I, I'm supposed to hit the road and head to Houston, and uh, this this thing Harvey is is not going to help me out here in the next couple of hours. But 
in that, why are you going to Houston? Uh, why are you going to Houston now? I'm getting ready, man. It's LSU BYU. They're coming to town this week. So, but I would uh, I would wait a few days. Yeah, well that that was going to be my question. So, I mean, obviously we're we're not meteorologists here, but kind of listening to what the experts are saying, it sounded like this thing is going to move move over Texas and kind of sit there for several days and drop a bunch of rain on 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 the city of Houston. And my question to you. You know, flooding becomes an issue into Monday, Tuesday, and maybe even Wednesday in Houston. Uh, are, are there any possibilities of something happening with this LSU BYU game and maybe putting this game in jeopardy? Or do you think it, we're still a little too early out to, to even consider something like that? Well, I'm just guessing here, but I would bet Houston's pumps uh, work better than New Orleans' <laughs> uh, pumps. Just, just a wild guess. That's, that's Knowing true. how things work in the in the city that care for God, but. Uh, I think that'll be cleared up by the time that game comes around. Um, there's probably going to be a lot of rain on the way to Houston on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week in Louisiana, but I think by Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, as far as the, the weather and flooding, that that should be cleared up. But there, you know, there may be a lot of damage uh, and, and and lost uh, homes and so forth throughout the Houston area. Which is bad, but I mean, I don't think it's going to have any effect on the game. Which, at that point, is probably not going to be that important to a lot of people there. Right, exactly, and that's why I was trying to be sensitive with it. But, but obviously, look, we're sports fans. Uh, you know, we we uh, a lot of people here locally want to see LSU play that game. I mean, look, we, I was saying earlier, how many times in recent years has LSU had either games postponed or canceled because of weather? We had it with Florida last year. We had it. A couple years ago, I think what was it, McNeese State, where they, you know, after right. after a couple, what well, not even half a quarter, it was lightning, and then all of a sudden they called that game. So LSU has had their fair share of games dis- disrupted by weather, at least in the past decade. You know? Yeah, there's no question. The uh, I remember the uh, game against ULM back. I think it was in the '03 season was, was stopped by weather. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's happened quite a few times, but uh, the. Uh, I'm sure the roof is going to be on NRG Stadium, and uh, it uh, hopefully it's it's all going to be cleared up. But uh, you know, up to, up to this point, it, it has been a light off season as as far as uh, off the field uh, happenings, weather related or otherwise. Yeah, no doubt. And and look, the, you know, Ed Ogeron taking over this team and uh, setting the stage with with his new coordinator, uh, new offensive coordinator Matt Canada, a new offense and. A lot of new looks coming with this team. And finally, Glenn, they opened up the uh, practices to the media last week, and media was actually able to get in there and take a look at uh, the new quarterback, Miles Brennan, and some of the players. Uh, your observations from getting in there and seeing what this LSU team is going to look like, what stood out to you most? Well, an open practice at LSU isn't an open practice at other places. You're just in there for a few minutes, and you really don't see anything. It's, it's just some uh, – Naked passing drills and no real contact or real real practice. But you know, I did get to see Miles throw the ball, and as Coach Orgeron accurately said, I mean, he he really does hum it, and it, and it kind of explodes out of his hand. Uh, Etling appears to be throwing the ball with more velocity too after his back surgery. But but yeah, Miles uh, Miles looks very good, um, and uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. Even though you know he'll probably never start. This season, maybe if he does, it'd be later in the season. But um, I think um, you know he's going to play and not just play to play. I mean, I think he's going to play at some strategic moments to try to help the, 
the team win, just to see what he can do. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops. Uh, LSU's kind of in an interesting situation. I was just reading the article uh, that uh, Christian Lockator and some of his teammates are going to get together and have a watch party tomorrow. BYU will actually play their first game of the year tomorrow against Portland State. And it's kind of a unique situation here where LSU, their first opponent, they get to kind of scout them and see them in, in actual game action and see what they look like tomorrow. Uh, you think there's any value in watching that game tomorrow, kind of seeing what to expect in BYU? Sure, but uh... – you know, I can't see BYU being much different than they were last year. I, I think the real advantage is is for BYU because they get kind of a light game out of the way. They get to have a preseason game, uh, and and LSU does not. So uh, you know, you like to you never like to play your first game against a team that's already played. So it's probably more of an advantage to BYU, and that and that is a veteran team that uh, LSU will be seeing in Houston. Yeah, but Glenn, Matt Cannon is going to bring all these top secret plays out. All these secret plays they've been running <laughs> behind closed doors for weeks. Well, you know, it's it's great to have a new offensive coordinator, and the key to me is if they play better, not necessarily different. And maybe by playing different, they'll be better, but I doubt it. I mean, you you, you really there's really only so many plays. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, they 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 run the same plays. They just put new names on them now. You know, a jet sweep is really an end around. Right. It's all that is, but it, but it has new names. But uh, you know, I, I would say so. Uh, BYU definitely uh, has more to prepare for against an LSU offense than than any team uh, that's going against LSU in years, probably. So it, it is going to be fun to watch uh, what he does different. But you know, we know some of it already: motions, movement. Uh, but the, the key is: will they? Will they? Will, will it mean anything? You know, will, will the plays work? Not so much different if, if they'll work. Yeah, that's what killed me those years when, when Les Miles would close practice or, you know, oh, we're working on this top-secret stuff, and then they come out and run the run the ball against nine guys in the box and go, that's what you were working on? That's the top-secret plays? <laughs> Talking with uh, Glenn Gilbo of Gannett, exactly. Gannett News Services. Uh, I know yesterday Stephon Sullivan, the wide receiver for LSU, came out and said, uh, speaking with the, the media, he says the starting wide receiver rotation right now is DJ Chark, uh, Russell Gage, uh, Dylan Davis, and himself? Does that sound about right? Those those five guys. I mean, the three that we kept hearing is Chark, Gage, and Dylan, but now uh, Davis and Sullivan also in the mix. Well, um, you know, Sullivan and, and Drake Davis have been um, up and down uh, throughout camp. You know, they they're both really talented, tall receivers who you thought would have made more progress by now. They signed in two thousand. 16, but uh, they're, they're definitely not in the in the top three uh, because Chark and uh, engage and Dylan and Dylan, who's not even six feet, is is a slot receiver. But um, you know, I'm anxious to see Sullivan and, and Drake Davis too. You know, Drake's father is uh, Lester Earl, the yeah. former uh, LSU basketball player. But um, the uh, there's there's definitely size and. Speeded receiver. Uh, if, if LSU can figure a way to protect uh, Etling this year, uh, they could have a decent passing game. Yeah, no doubt. And again, we'll uh, we'll get to see them in action a, a week from tomorrow. Hopefully, if all goes well in Houston. But uh, uh, LSU taking on BYU a week from tomorrow at NRG Stadium out there. Uh, last thing for you, Glenn. I know you got to get out to, to Saints camp on uh, what was that on Thursday? No. Wednesday. I was out there on Thursday. Uh, any takeaways from what you saw in, in, in Saints practice, seeing Drew Brees in action? Well, I like 
I, I wrote about uh, Adrian Peterson. Um, it, it's on the, the website now, uh, usatoday.com and theadvertiser.com. He caught a little thirty-yard uh, touchdown on a, on a wheel route from uh, from Breeze, and and both Breeze and Peyton were talking about how um, you know they they really weren't expecting the uh, the receiving skills of Adrian because obviously he's been a, he's been a power runner throughout his career. So I, th- I think that's just more uh, avenues for for Sean Payton to figure out. I'm I'm really anxious to see Peterson. I know he's getting up there in uh, in age, but he's he's a tight back. Uh, if he's like he was just a couple of years ago when he was healthy, you know, he, he's, he's a back kind of like Deuce McAllister who can, uh, you know, take over a game. The Saints really haven't had those, those kind of strong power backs since McAllister. So I think they can really add something to the team. Yeah, and the guy that I, I mean, everybody obviously has been wild by has been Alva Kamara. And, you know, look, yeah, he's the, good too. <laughs> I mean, the more we get to see of him in, in, uh, in preseason and through training camp, I mean, it, Obviously, he's going to have to get his touches this year. I, I compare it a lot, Glenn, to that 2011 season where they had Mark Ingram, they had Pierre Thomas both as the primary runners, but then Darren Sproles ended up catching 70, 80 passes that year. Do you think maybe that's kind of the role that Kamara can fit in this offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kamara and, and Peterson are great compliments to one another. One's, one's a power back and one is a is a speed back. But yeah, Kamara looks like, like Sproles and and uh, a lot of uh, backs that uh, the Saints have had. Uh, he, I think he was a he was a great addition. Uh, that offensive line can can improve and protect Breeze, particularly up the middle. Uh, you know, the Saints will have another top offense like they have every year. But you know, if the Saints are going to get beyond seven and nine, it's going to be being able to close off games with somebody like Peterson, which has been a big problem, but also. The defense. I mean, the defense is the key, and it looks like they've been gradually improving under the new defensive coordinator going into his second full year, Dennis Allen. Yeah, if for, if anything, they're going to bring pressure. I mean, I'm watching them at practice, and of course, seeing that Chargers game last weekend. I mean, they're bringing the blitzes, they're bringing pressure. And look, if they get beat, they get beat. But at least there's some life in that defense for once. There's some effort, and that's something that's kind of been lacking the past couple of years in that defense. Yeah, and. Um, uh, you know, problems at the at the end of games uh, yeah. is is what's really hurt them. And uh, you know, it, it they can't go seven and nine again. I mean, goodness, it's it's almost like that's part of their their name right now, <laughs> the seven and nine Saints. So it looks like they have enough to get up into that nine ten win category and get to the playoffs. He is Glenn Gilbo, LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. You can follow him there or check out his stuff for Gannett News Services, uh, the adver- advertiser.com USA Today. Glenn, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, thank you. All right, we'll catch up with you down the road. Glenn Gilbo uh, at LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. If you don't follow him, he's got great stuff covering LSU and the Saints uh, and his stuff featured uh, all across the internet, including uh, USA Today. So, Great stuff with Glenn, and he's a Rumble Raider, so we give him uh, keys for that. Another Rumble Raider will be in the studio here in just a couple minutes, Larry Holder, along with uh, Jeff Duncan, Duncan Holder, coming up right after us. We'll take a quick break. One final segment to go on the Chris Gordy Show, the final edition of this week. And then next week, it is football week, baby. We are into real, actual games starting on Monday. So uh, we, we got to count it down. we got to preview some of the games this weekend in our final segments. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280, New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. 
Here we go. Final segment on this Kenny's Key West Friday. It's the Chris Gordy Show. Man. Blast from the past. Welcome back in. Sports 1280 New Orleans. That one is for... Uh, let's just listen to music for the rest of the show. That one's for listener David out there tweeted in a uh, request. Again, a uh, week from tomorrow, LSU versus BYU. We've got uh, a whole weekend slate of college football games next weekend. Oh, man, it's just going to be... It is going to be awesome next Saturday to be able to wake up, watch college game day, and uh, th- that's just one of my rituals, man. I don't watch a whole lot on ESPN anymore outside of Sports Center and games because they've got a lot of awful programming now, but one show that just does it for me and, and hits 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 the spot, it's college game day every Saturday morning. So we're a week out from that, but we do have some college games taking place tomorrow. And I kind of started to preview it a little bit earlier, but uh, just want to run through the slate of games that you have at your disposal to watch. Again, these are games that will count tomorrow. Oregon State, Colorado State, that's at 1.30. That's on the CBS Sports Network. So if you have if you have standard Cox, I don't even know if you get the CBS Sports Network, but like if you have Cox Digital or you have, uh, you know, Uverse or um, DirecTV or Dish, I believe all of those get the CBS Sports Network. So you can check that one out at 2 o'clock. This is the one of most interest to, at a local level. Portland State against BYU, 2 o'clock on ESPN. That's the one, If you know, if you're an LSU fan, you just want to check out BYU and kind of see who to watch for next week, kind of get a, an early scouting report on BYU before they play LSU in a week. Later in the day, you got Hawaii at UMass at 5 o'clock. There is no TV information on that game, so I don't even know. I don't even know if that game will be televised. By the way, how about Hawaii taking that trip all the way to UMass? Was that Boston taking a trip way up there? So that's at 5, 6.30 tomorrow night. This is an actual interest, interesting one because you have a ranked team playing. South Florida at San Jose State. So Charlie Strong, the former Louisville coach, the recently fired University of Texas coach, he's going to San Jose State with his team and supposedly has a pretty good roster pretty good offense so we'll see how south florida looks getting an early test at san jose state tomorrow night 6 30 that's on cbs sports network nine o'clock on espn stanford against rice rice is not a very good team stanford is the number 14 team in the country but they're playing each other in sydney australia so you know off the top of my head time difference there if it's nine o'clock tomorrow night central time uh is that like a sunday morning game in australia or is Australia 15-hour difference ahead or behind? Uh, for us or them? For, uh, for uh, behind uh, us. Oh, yeah, no, it's a day ahead. It's a day ahead. So they're playing Sunday morning, basically. Wow. Or Sunday like noon, right? Wow. That's crazy. I don't do well with time zones if you <laughs> figure that one out. So, uh, so yeah, Stanford against Rice in uh, Sydney, Australia, 9 o'clock Central tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, if anything, it's some real football we get to watch and kind of get the, an early scouting report, like we said, on BYU. And then South Florida and Stanford, two ranked teams, two, two teams that, you know, LSU will be vying with in the rankings, in the top 20 rankings. So, just something to watch for. Uh, again, it's college football that counts. They're going into the record books. So... Uh, will be interesting, and then you know, and then on Thursday night you get a whole slate of a bunch of games. But it's a lot of crappy games on Thursday night too. I mean, remember in the past we've had some really good Thursday night games to kick off the season, or at least some decent ones. Like you know, I think we've had some SEC games in the past, Mississippi State playing somebody or whatever. But 
this coming Thursday, it's not. It's just not like Tulsa at Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, I think the the big one that that's going to have everybody's attention is Ohio State Indiana. But some people say that's not a good game. I'm like Indiana shouldn't be very good, and they're going to get their their butts kicked by Ohio State. But I don't know. It's it's on the road for Ohio State going to Bloomington. Should be a stole, sold out crowd. So uh, anyway, we'll get into that next week as. Uh, as those games get closer. But again, just wanted to kind of preview some of those games for you that are happening in uh, tomorrow. All right, so in addition to those college football games happening tomorrow night, we have a fight, the Mayweather-McGregor fight. And this is coming from Sportsbook. They said nonstop Mayweather money. This is a Sportsbook in Vegas. Nonstop Mayweather money has been coming in all day long and culminated with the biggest bet yet on, on the fight when one customer strolled into a William Hill sports book with over $1.2 million in cash and put it all on Floyd Money Mayweather at the odds of minus 500. That bet was separate from a customer that wired in a $300,000 bet at Bet Mayweather on the mobile sports app yesterday. Then there's this from ESPN. The MGM sports book took a $1 million bet on Mayweather at minus 550 from a VIP casino guest who wired in the money to the casino ahead of the wager. Uh, the bet would net just under 182000 So these are some big spenders, some people with some money. And look, Mayweather is such a big, a heavy favorite. They're not profiting that much. But it, again, if, you've, if you feel that confident in them and you've got a million dollars to blow, why not just put it on Mayweather and net $182,000 and, hey, you got a little extra spending cash for the weekend. So... Uh, anyway, but, but I did see yesterday the stat of around 90 to 95% of the money being wagered in the last 36 hours have come in on, uh, on McGregor. And again, the reasoning be- because of that is that's where the, uh, the best odds are betting on Mayweather does not win you anything. A hundred dollar bet on Mayweather is going to win you like five bucks. Like you're not going to get anything off of that or you're not going to profit much. The money comes in betting on Conor McGregor and crossing your fingers and hoping for that guy to, to do the impossible. And if he does, there's going to be a lot of casinos out of some money because they're all hedging their bets and, and, and expecting Floyd Mayweather to win. Now, look, Floyd should. He's taking on a UFC guy. But I think most of us are all just kind of saying, can, at least, can we at least make it interesting can can we at least get a, a decent game or a decent match? Just something. I mean, how anticlimactic was that May Mayweather uh, Pacquiao fight? I mean, where where Mayweather just kind of dodged him and ran around the ring and landed a couple punches to Pacquiao and they called it a fight. And I know that's Floyd's style. I know he likes to run around and and kind of play defense. And you know, he's the Nick Saban of of boxing. He just kind of avoids you and stays undefeated. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like Conor McGregor, he, he likes to mouth off. He's a he's a really um, passionate fighter. You know, he's a guy who will not back down. He's aggressive. So I just hope it's enough. I hope that he can uh, – I hope he goes in aggressive, can stand in there, take some punches from, from Floyd. But all it's going to take is Conor to land a couple to really wake Floyd up. And for all the trash talk that's been going on in this fight, I just hope we get – I just hope it lives up to the hype. Just give us a good fight. I might actually have to sneak in and put a little money on McGregor today. 
I know, I know it's a long shot, but you know what? A five dollar bet wins me fifty bucks or something. I'll, I'll be happy. May have to go more than five. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe ten. I don't know. I gotta see what the latest odds are. What are my latest odds? I, if I could profit over a hundred bucks, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to do that. So. Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for this edition of the Chris Gordy Show. Dunk and Holder are coming up next. I saw the guys out there in the hallway. They are ready to go. They were, they were both in Saints practice yesterday, but doing their show during the uh, much of the joint practices, so I don't know how much they got to take away from uh, towards the end of um, towards the end of, of the Saints practice yesterday, but they're coming up right in here. Uh, Dunk and Holder. Up next, and then uh, after that, you got Josh Innes, you got Jordy Holberg, and then our boy Corey Johnson closing you out here on Sports 1280 today. That's going to do it for the Chris Gordy Show. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Stay safe out there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.